The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. A story about Martha, or is it a story about Mary? Do you remember how the parable in last week's gospel started? It began by saying, a man fell victim to robbers. Well, if last week was an example of how a disciple of Jesus Christ should act, today is an example of how a disciple should welcome Christ. A woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. And so she did. Much as Abraham and Sarah who welcomed the three heavenly visitors. They pulled out all the stops, even killing a tender choice calf while Sarah made fresh bread in the tent. And they prepared a meal with curds and milk. Veal, bread, and ricotta. They were Italians. Well, Martha was busy about many things, making sure everything was perfect for the Lord. And neither Abraham nor Martha at this point fully realized whom it was that they were serving. But they would both come to believe. But our story today also has a rebuke. Even though Martha was burdened with much serving, the Lord said to her, Martha, Martha, you were anxious and worried about many things. Mary has chosen the better part. Can we have any doubt that when Martha went back in the kitchen, she had to blink back tears? Mary was just sitting there and doing nothing. Martha was doing all of the work. Yet we read in the Gospel later that when Jesus came to the home of Martha and Mary, when he came back to call Lazarus forth from the dead, it's Martha who runs out to greet him. It's Martha who declares in words that only Simon Peter and the Apostle Nathaniel had ever dared to utter. You are the Messiah, the Son of God. Today's difficult encounter, although it was the gentlest and most loving of all rebukes, may have been just what Martha needed to move from a loving devotion to saving faith. But what is this about Mary choosing the better part. What could be better than serving Christ? And this isn't a simple matter of choosing the contemplative over the active life, because I'm sure that Mary did her share of the housework, and I'm sure that Martha spent some time in prayer. 
This is not a lesson simply for those entering religious life, but a lesson for us all. We all must welcome Christ, not just in the Word and the Eucharist, but in each other, in our neighbor, and even in our enemy. It was just proclaimed in last week's Gospel that if wish to inherit eternal life, we hear the words, you must love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole mind, and your whole strength, and you must love your neighbor as yourself. Do this, Jesus says, and you will live. And this is not just an option of just loving Jesus all by himself and excluding everyone else. And it would be wrong to misunderstand the gospel in that way, to see that Mary's better part was that, just her and Jesus, excluding everyone else. But what is the better part? What Martha seems to lack at this point is a certain openness of heart. She's simply too busy to listen, almost perhaps too busy to pray. The better part is not just sitting around doing nothing. No, it's listening, really listening to Christ. And we all know that listening is not just about hearing. I could get a great show of hands if I asked how many people here have a spouse or a child who hears them but doesn't listen to them. I'd get a great show of hands if I said, Husbands, how many of you hear your wives but don't really listen to her? I'll raise my hand first. No, listening is not just a matter of opening our ears. It's a matter of opening our heart and our mind and our souls. The word of the Lord, which is Jesus himself, has the power to change us and to save us if we let it in, if we let him in and accept him. I can't read Martha's state of mind or pretend I know exactly where she was in today's story, but I can't help but think at this point it was really a matter of liking Jesus and wanting to do things for him. We know that she came to saving faith, but first the Lord had to shake her up a little bit. Mary has chosen the better part. But we already believe, so do we need to hear this? What's the story for us? Well, in the Old Testament, Abraham already believed. It's very clear in the scriptures. The Lord had already told him he was to be the father of many nations, and he believed that the Lord's words to him would be fulfilled. But he didn't quite get it. So the God himself and two angels had to appear to him and tell him that it was of Sarah that many nations would come. And then our reading stops very suddenly. And we have to ask, what happens next? Well, go look it up in the book of Genesis. Sarah's in the tent listening, and she laughs. She laughs at the thought that she could have a son. And sure enough, she gave birth to Isaac, whose name means he laughs. We as believers must look at our own lives and ask ourselves, am I a Martha or a Mary? And then we realize that the Lord needs both of them. And he calls us all to saving faith, to holiness. And that should take us first to Mary's place, at the feet of Jesus, listening to his word, dedicating our lives to prayer, 
and to openness to his will. And there we will hear his call to us in the scriptures, in prayer, in repentance, in the reception of the sacraments, and in our worship in this holy place. Jesus speaks to you, just as he spoke to Abraham, just as he spoke to Sarah and to Martha and Mary. He is the Messiah, the Son of God, and he will not lead you astray. In today's second reading, Paul speaks of Christ in you as being your hope of glory. But first we have to welcome him there, because he wants only good for you. His call to you might be a a bit different than you thought it would be, but it seems it was for Martha as well. Christ in you is the hope for glory, and he wants only good for you. Listen as Mary did, as Abraham did, for he calls you to joy, to hope, and to eternal life.